Okay, thanks. So thanks for letting us know that. <laughs> I guess that's a new feature on Zoom. Yeah, thank you so much, government. Uh, but hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode ninety-nine of the of the uh, Tank Rodriguez Show, and you are listening to uh, the Relationship Show, uh, part of Tank Rodriguez Show. But I'm so excited that this is episode ninety-nine, the last one before the big one oh oh where we all get together, and that's going to be super exciting. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have uh, a great, great conversation today, of course. I'm Tank Rodriguez. I'm joined by my colleagues via Zoom. We got the czar of snugs, Shanae Howard. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to see you uh, both. I miss hey. you both. Miss y'all yes. too. Miss Excited you too. to see you guys. Miss you guys too. Very much. And then, of course, we have the doctor, Derek in love. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. The, the doctor is in, and uh, we're talking about some fun and exciting stuff tonight. So Exactly. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I, we definitely are going to talk about some fun and exciting stuff. But you, and, and I know it's kind of not related, but I, I did want to talk about it since we were talking about it before we, we started recording. Um, something not fun and exciting to me is this. I don't get Hamilton, guys. Like, I really don't. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because, I mean, like, and no offense, maybe because it's like I'm not white. I don't know. I mean, um, uh, can I uh, for like a minute? Sure. Take the floor. So, uh, part of the thing that, um, made Hamilton super big is the fact that it, Lin-Man, well, uh, Miranda, LOM from here on forward had written, written one before it was really well received, but this was his like baby. Uh, a lot of the light motifs and actual music in the background, are uh like really really well done and reminiscent of like Sweeney Todd and like Les Mis and how they tell a story not only that the choreography was beautiful it's described quite often as lightning in a bottle LMM said his like thought process was writing the story of America from the with using people from uh America now and that was the whole point of making it hip-hop making it more like making it mm. more modern sounding mm -hmm. while also telling the story of Alexander Hamilton. And Great story. It gave, and it gave a, well, I mean, it's like, it's a very nice version of it, but it's a musical. Yeah. Like it's, it's basically a rock opera. It's four times faster than like any other, it's it honestly more like a rock opera than a musical. If you like look into the musicality of it um, and the fact that no one speaks in it, like it's all rapping and it's just, it's beautifully done. It's the, like he hits a lot of like really funny like musical theory jokes. Uh, the rhymes in it are great. The way they do callbacks, the way that even without watching the stage show, you can tell the interaction the characters are having uh, from the soundtrack. All of it's just super well done. Like even if it's not your shit, it is really well made shit. <laughs> great, it's probably well made. I just don't like it. I did. I didn't, I didn't. Didn't like it. I don't even get it. I will and tell I feel... you that. Uh... I was gonna say. I... Go ahead. So. Um, I hadn't heard of it, um, but my daughter desperately wanted to see it last year. So we went, caught it when it was in San Antonio, um, nice. which is super busy, caught a matinee. Um, it wasn't the original cast, but it was, it was good. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I thought it was good. You know, it was, it was entertaining. I am not a big musical theater guy. Um, and those seats are cramped. So I'll say that too. <laughs> um, oh yeah, they are. So, uh, don't, no, I dropped my, uh, I dropped my very expensive, uh, salted uh, peanut brittle partway through the the show, and it went under my seat, and I was like, "There's no, there's no getting it now." It's no, never, it's never <laughs> gone, ever. And my bottle of water too. Uh, 
drop that and roll down your seat. So I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and not do anything because um, that was twenty dollars instead of my seat now. So have you ever seen wrist cutters uh, with like oh, the oh, the black hole underneath the seat? Yes, yeah, they're, yeah, they're in, they're important. That's the one where they're in purgatory, right? Yeah. yeah. Good about it, man. You do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I will get it. There's there's people that that I know they don't that aren't like a super fan of like Hamilton, like other people are. Um, I, I think it's. I I, I just don't want to be into it. I just I just don't want Jimothy to find out. And like you like Repo the Genetic Opera, but you don't like Hamilton. I can already hear him. Say, telling him that. Telling should, that we ask him, should we ask him? I mean, well, maybe I mean, should we set him up and ask him if he likes it? I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah, we'll definitely ask him on the show. Uh, maybe on the 100th episode we can bring mm -hmm. it up and see what so, he thinks. I do want to, like, this is really off topic, but first of all, Rebo the Genetic Opera is more like a rock opera, so I can see why you would like it. Uh, like, a more like a traditional one. But also, like, so what about Paris Hilton's song? Like, oh, is that a hey. bop for you? Is that a bop? <laughs> like, is that a no, it, it's, it's, it, doesn't it doesn't slap. It doesn't clap. <laughs> it's, not, it's not fire. It's not hot fire. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, you, you, take the, you take the bad with the good, you know? <laughs> like, overall, I like that movie. Paris Hilton, yeah. I could have, I mean, actually, besides the Paris Hilton song, she did really well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she, didn't, you know, she didn't do terrible, but yeah, I, really liked, I, her in, uh, I liked her in uh, House of Wax. I was just watching that the other day. She's oh, yeah, she fall, fall through her head, but yeah, she wasn't bad in that movie, you know. Yeah, she's not a singer, um, though. no, not a, not a good singer, she's a rapper. Um, maybe, maybe she should just star in that other Hamilton production you were telling us about. Uh, oh, yeah, Shanae. so Hamilton. I was talking about, oh. <laughs> about Hamilton with a friend, and uh, this friend and I used to have a thing where we would try and find uh, the most ridiculous porn parodies. And we will watch the adult uh, video awards together. But yeah, so Hamilton exists. It's the Alexander Hamilton uh, porn parody. And Excellent. there's Aaron Boner, uh, which does not rhyme with Sir. So a lot of the songs are very off. Actually, all of the songs are terrible. I do like that they just make they, everything. They actually sing? Do they sing in this, oh, yeah, in this they sing porn all parody? Of it. It, very badly, but they sing oh. all of it. Um, so they seem like there's even, uh, like a King George, like, but a female version of it oh. just talking about like, you know, them fucking and, uh, yeah. And, uh, it's the Fister sisters and, um, they changed the year to everything to something 69. So like 1769 and 1869, <laughs> wow. which is just really funny. Um, the trailer is hundred years YouTube. old, hundred years old at the end and they're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and now is it uh, at, the, at the end instead of like uh, getting shot is it just a money shot is that, <laughs> I, is I skipped around watching the actual one of it but I mainly watched the trailer of it but I was like I need to see some of these songs but like I'm not gonna so I think <laughs> so my number one complaint about it though with even how bad the raps are Too much is um, is the fact that they like put Eliza and Angelica, what, whatever their names are, I forgot what they are, but they're like porn, they're porn names, so they're something sexy. Um, and but they like switch their colors, so like Angelica's in blue and Eliza's in pink. So every time I watch it, like if I'm not looking at the titties, I'm looking at the color of the dress. I always swap them up. I'm like, oh wait, oh this is they're singing this part because I know Hamilton so well. When I watch the when I get confused by the Hamilton po uh, Hamilton porn, uh, the songs help. That's good. I mean, I would hate to have somebody watch her and be confused. Because <laughs> to get the get the, the Fister sisters 
mixed up would be a travesty um, for yeah. Lola Manuel. He'd be like, it's not how I wrote it at all, ever. I, I do want to know if he's aware of it and what he feels about it. Like, I want to know his thoughts. I feel like anybody who has, like, a movie that they've made or, or a play that has a porn parody means you've made it. Like, because why would anybody no, waste their time? No, that's when uh, Weird, Weird Al Yankovic makes a song of yours, and he did that for Hamilton. He did all the songs to a polka. Hey, they're Hamilton polka. I like that. I'm going to have to listen to that because you know me and Weird Al. Um, so actually sure. him and uh lin-manuel Manuel are really good friends and also like weird al is really good friends with quest love hmm. this is not surprising weird al's a very likable guy but i mean like close friends like they facetime each other like a lot very cool very cool well that is that is a piece of knowledge i did not have starting my day uh so always, <laughs> always if you want to know see and, and folks if you're listening if you find a really funny porn parody, go back and see what the original title is because then, then you may find a great movie too. And then it's a win-win. <laughs> so you can watch that like before game night. I don't know, like maybe mix it up a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but watch, watch Hamilton and then watch Hamilton. See if there's any but, comparisons. Yeah, see, oh my God. <laughs> compare and contrast. Send compare us your and notes. Contrast. Yeah, if you're writing in our series, that'd be the best one. Um, and I know you guys wanted a, a PV, PV update, so yeah. so I just have a brief one. Um, so you guys will say I'm, I'm, I'm traveling right now. I'm back up, back in the Northeast for a little while. And um, so obviously before you leave, uh, any go on any trip, right? You clear out your your house of all its food, like because you don't want food going bad in your house yeah. unless you're traveling with it. So uh, it was like I had all this food. And I was like, who in the world possibly could I give all this food to? Uh, and of course, like PB volunteers, <laughs> PB shows up with his brother and his moms and just giving him like a crate full of food. And he, uh, he's, he's very excited. Uh, he's telling me a very long story about his, uh, his grandparents' house flooding, and uh, which was sad. Uh, but it, like apparently the toilet overflowed and nobody spotted it. So it just like flooded the whole house. Like, I don't know how you don't pick that up. But, no. uh, like, what is what is his bloodline? Where does know. he come from? How have they survived? Bingo. Bingo. Um, <laughs> so, it was funny though. You know, so of course, like, line of banjo players? Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> West Virginia. Um, so um, it's funny Wait, though, you know, any, any, anytime you uh, you also travel, if you're young, you have a significant other, a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, it's always Gotta see those long goodbyes and stuff like that. And uh, so it was, it was very funny going into it, uh, you know, because obviously they were come by the house, pick up some food. We were packing up and getting ready to go. And uh, so it was a very awkward, like, family like, stance of, like, watching them say goodbye. Because he was, like, just trying to get in the car and go. And, and his mom's like, give your girlfriend a hug or something, like, before she's looking for a hug. And uh, so I don't think it was quite the goodbye that was uh, – Maybe, maybe uh, anticipated. Um, so it was, very, it was super awkward. Um, not, you know, for my daughter, I think she had the right expectations, but TB uh, is just, I don't know, I just want to get in the car and get, get into those chimichangas. I don't know. So <laughs> get, those, get those chimis. And, uh, so get those chimchims. Get those chimchims. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently uh, he was, my daughter said today that uh, quarantine is getting to him. 
and she found him, uh, he was saying he was chewing inanimate objects. I'm like, oh no, he's got that pica disease where you, just, you eat things like coins and buttons and stuff. I'm like, she's like, I just told him not to choke on them. I'm like, that is very bad. Like, you tell him not to eat inanimate objects is what you should say. Um, I not. mean, she's, she's giving good advice. I mean, he shouldn't choke on he them. He shouldn't choke on it, but you know what will prevent that is if you don't put it in your mouth. Well, I mean, she, she got most of the way there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that is a that is my that's my PV PV update for the uh, for for the week so far. I'll, I'll keep everybody informed uh, how long distance love works. Um, I'm trying to be supportive. So there you go. Best I can do. Love love on the road. That's all I gotta say. Love. So, Love will keep us together. Love will keep us together. It will. It will also uh, create love and attachment, which is what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about uh, Ms. Yeah. Uh, Zara Snugs had, had a topic uh, about attachment theory and uh, trust. So I'll let you take it away because it's your idea. Um, yeah. So it's kind of been something that I was thinking about and I was like, man, I really want to know like Derek's and Tank's thoughts on this. So uh, if anyone listening is not familiar with attachment theory, it's basically like how you were given care as a baby affects how you view attachment and how you react to it. So whether you are someone who's pretty secure and good with boundaries and can form healthy attachments or someone who's anxious and constantly needs reassurance from anybody that they are attached to or somebody who avoids it like completely. There's also like some mixing in there of avoiding and anxious, but normally those are the people who were terribly abused and uh, have not had any help with it. So most people kind of like fall into that. And I was thinking I was like yeah that kind of makes sense but I also do believe like you know of course you know you do as a child learn around like learn from what you see around you so it makes sense like if you see how attachment is formed or attachments given to you in the world like yeah it would affect it but I was kind of thinking about like well how does that like matter to trust because I do feel like personally those two things are different like I can be attached to somebody and care about them deeply but not trust them to be present in my life and I can trust people, but not necessarily have a giant attachment to it. Because I think that there's le levels to it. And Absolutely. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, so like, how does, like, more of like, just how do these things like necessarily affect how people trust each other? Because I don't think necessarily somebody who is necessarily anxious and needs constant reassurance doesn't trust those around them because obviously they have to trust them to some degree because they want to hear their feedback. I think when I, when I hear that, like what I think is that that person doesn't trust themselves more than anything. Um, right. Because if they were, if they trusted themselves and they had self-assurance, like they wouldn't need consistent validation from somebody else. Uh, or at least you would think that they wouldn't. So I was thinking like when somebody is that, like I don't want to say needy is really the word, but um, when somebody needs that, that validation constantly about their like self worth and the things they're doing and if they're needed, like I always feel like that's seriously deeply rooted in that person's like ability and like view of themselves, like versus like that other person. Like they could probably do the same thing to somebody else, 
as long as that person is validating their their opinion. But I do agree with you. I think I think trust and attachment are two very to me are two very different things. Um, I think you you're right. Like attachment can be very one sided. Like one person be way more attached than the other, or vice versa. Um, or people are maybe codependently attached or detached, whatever you want to be. I don't think it has a, you know, I think to your point though, I think trust is very different. Um, I think that is something that's like, maybe not, maybe they go hand in hand in reverse of why people behave a certain way. Like you don't have a functional, like, uh, you know, relationship growing up or you don't have that love and attention. You may not trust people and you may also not have healthy attachments, but I do think that they function separately. Like, in my opinion. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't know I had to cough there. Uh, but yeah, no, that that's legit. <laughs> like, um, I mean, from I've I've personally was not too familiar with attachment theory, but like the way you you like really described it, um, like how it deals with trust. I mean, again, I I think what Derek said it, it pretty much like was spot on. It's like you don't trust yourself enough to let go of like how you're feeling. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was like showing halfway in my face. I, I, I've i noticed, but I didn't want, I didn't want to interrupt. To be well, I was, I want to see more of you. Yeah. Sorry. No. So, Oh, really quick before I get back to what I was saying, I have to minimize the zoom uh, for, you know, a couple of reasons. Uh, that I won't one one yeah, which anyways. I won't say, but but the second one is like the crappy internet. So like, if it's the, there's two minutes of video going on, it'll freeze. Anyway, um, but yeah, like you, you don't have enough like to let go. I mean, but there's different types of like attachments though, right? Like as far as I mean, can can you like expand on that? Like, are there different types of so, attachments in the? In, I, in I would the think so. I mean. I think there are certain degrees of attachment and I think that's what you're asking. Mm. But so attachment theory in general, when it was initially created, I think like in the early 1800s or it might be wrong. It might be late, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. But anyways, so when the theory was originally like was being produced, it was based on children and how child act. So with the, mm-hmm. like, so with anxious um, attachment theory, theory um like a lot of times those babies had a lot of one thing one need met but not like another like so they uh so they may be like you know have a lot of attention as in they're in the uh, like in the room but like nothing negative or nothing positive is being said like they're not being bolstered they might they may be like ignored or like have like some inner interaction but like they're not getting so normally they just are, they have a high level of one thing and a severe lacking in the other. And avoidant, it just normally means like they, like as a baby, they never had any of their needs met until they absolutely had to, until like the diaper was absolutely full, until like the baby was crying so much from being hungry and the parents not trying to do any sort of schedule, just until like you had to like show that the base needs were met. And I think it was like in the, I want to say in, like the, 1980s they that's when they started kind of developing it more towards like romantic and adult relationships so saying that like how uh you how you interact in a relationship and how you form attachment in it is based off your caregiver as birth Mm -hmm. so there in attachment theory there are different levels to it one the adult one is newer Mm -hmm. but uh 
Uh, but obviously, as we know, as functioning adults, there's degrees of attachment because I, I don't love uh, like the cashier at the gas station I always go to the same way I love my husband. So, right. well, <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> I mean, so I know really low prices. You, I mean, you know. <laughs> ben and so, Jerry's half off. Yeah. So gro- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got. I, I gave a. BJ for some BJ. <laughs> oh man. Uh so so growing up for me, um I never really saw a lot of my mom and dad, you know, for various reasons. Um so when I when I grew up um and started dating like in relationships or even like in friendships, like I always tried to be there. Like for my friends or the relationship, like I always made like made sure that I was always available because I know like there were some times that I was like waiting for a specific parent to pick me up and that <laughs> specific parent never showed up, you know, mm-hmm. and that was probably one of the ugliest feelings like I've ever, ever experienced, like waiting and looking out the window for hours and like just yeah. waiting, you know what I mean? And waiting and like, damn, they never showed up. And so like... Like I, I know, I know that I didn't want to turn that into negative energy. I wanted to turn that into, you know, a positive. Um, and so, um, I have a, a a very dear attachment to that. As far as like, I'll overdo it sometimes, you know. Uh, as far as like, you know, hey, let you know if you ever need me, I'm there. I'm there. Like I, mean- I, I promise you. Like for like my clothes. No, go ahead. And some people could say that's anxious because you're constantly assuring the people around you that you will be there for them. Yeah. So you're projecting yeah. it outwards. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, and on the other on the other hand, too, like, I've I've, I've been in like or talked to people that I've dated, um, just to where like they're so used to being abandoned that they just like you know what I don't want to be in a relationship because I know for a fact that you're just going to leave. Like they don't. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I think that's just the thought of, like, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like, that's you yeah. see that on a lot with relationships, but, like, yeah. You're you waiting to have, catch them up. Exactly. Like, you're you're just, it's going so good, it's going so good, but every every other thing before that's been shit, and therefore, yeah. like, this is going to turn to shit, too. I'm just What's either. The, yeah, self-sabotage. Yeah, and that's why I think some people just pack and go, because they're like, mm-hmm. it's, it's going too good. Like, I don't want to wait around and be hurt again, so I'm just going to. Yeah see you later um but yeah i I get what you're saying like uh thank like i a very similar like thought process like when it comes to like attachment like i i grew up my parents worked a lot so like i would come home and i you know i mean it wasn't super late but it was enough as a kid to be home alone for hours on animal and have that be visceral memories yeah and so i was made about like when i was you know when we start having kids and like there would always be somebody home, like regardless, even if it meant like not making as much money, even if it meant, you know, not, you know, just one person working or, you know, both of us working part-time, like wouldn't put them in daycare, like the kids would always have somebody here because I was just something that was very attached to me. I just never, to your point, like there were many times where I, I needed my parents and I know they were working, they had their reasons, I get it as an adult, but um, there are many times where I really wish that they were home. Um, and and they weren't. So for me, I never wanted my kid to ever feel that way. So I just, you know, always made the sacrifice to do that. And maybe sometimes to 
you know, sometimes to your point, like maybe sometimes it's overdone, right? Yeah. Um, because it's, it's my need, maybe not theirs, but um, it helps me at the end of the day. So I think yeah. that's, you, know, you have a different type of attachment with that, but there's a reason behind it. It's, it's duly rooted in like how you're brought up, right? So. so yeah. And on a, and I think, I mean, I think this is kind of a, not really a good one shoe fits all like theory. Like the more I was, I don't know. I just like started going on it and I just kind of like got in a rabbit hole about it because when I was thinking about these, all of these things, I do feel like attachment and trust can be two very different things, but I do feel like you can't really form an attachment without having to put a trust in anybody because you have to trust that you can be around them. You have to trust that you can say things to them and they're not going to destroy you. There is like that basis that you have to do in any social interaction. And I don't know. I just like, and it started making me think like how much, like what, how much does the word like attachment really mean? Like as far as like how I view relationships in like now, cause I feel like there, cause I feel like love is a much better word probably because the English language doesn't have all these like, like small different def definitions of them. Like a lot of other languages do right. but, like love just kind of encapsulate all of it because if I have an attachment to somebody, I have to love them at a, at a base point. I have to like want to not see anything bad happen to them. I have to want what's best for them. I have to want them to like have a good, happy, fulfilling life. Right. And ha like, and I feel like that's the base layer of it. And like, I don't know. I just like, I think that when I was trying to think of like the two and like what, cause people say that trust means the most thing, like trust, honesty, that they have to trust them. And like to be in a relationship. A lot of people say trust and honesty way before they say love to be in a relationship with somebody. And like, and I kind of just was like, well, what does like trust even necessarily mean? Cause to me, it just means like, like I said earlier, like you have to have that base level of like expectation to somebody. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I'm sorry, go right ahead, man. No, I was just going to ask like, Shade, like what kind of like attachments are you equipping on your, like as far as like, uh, uh, to your marriage like I, I i will actually like some examples of that so i mean i feel like attachment as in i so the way that it was described in a lot of things is like and they describe attachment behaviors so in infants obviously it's crying mm -hmm. and like reaching out because there's not much you can do much more as an infant and um but attachment behaviors in adults is like you know uh constantly wanting are consistently wanting to be around them. When you have good news, share it with them. When, uh, I wish I wrote these down because it was like a really good list, but behaviors that were similar between adult relationships and babies, because uh -huh. like as babies and children grow up, they, they want to tell their parents about the butterfly they saw or like yeah. anything like that. Like they're, they, the attachment comes from, is this person necessarily a priority in your life? And I, that's something I've said quite often in the inverted relationship is like, I want to, like, I will feel secure in this relationship when I feel like I'm a priority to you, when I feel like I'm important. And I feel like once I felt that, then I trusted him that that's the way it was. And I didn't before that. And I was like, well, so does that mean that it's attachment or I am trying to get that trust? Or like, how necessarily does love and attachment relate to trust? 
well, it's kind of where I went with my rabbit hole thinking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, I think in a lot of ways too, right? Love and trust can actually break like negative attachments, right? Mm-hmm. So like you, you can have these like, and I think that's a big part of it, right? You have to have a level of trust to break the cycle of the attachments that you have that are maybe not as healthy or like to you or the other person um, to know that that person has your back, like wholeheartedly, like they're not going to screw you over, like you trust them. And I think that is combined with love, right? Because I think you truly have to also love somebody to let that guard down. Because I, I think like we trust a lot of people. We don't always necessarily trust enough to like to drop that, that piece of ourselves. So I think there has to be that trust and love kind of symbiotic in that, in that regards. Like, but I think that that can help break that negative behavior. So you're not like constantly in that cycle because if, if it didn't break it, then that relationship probably wouldn't be successful, right? Unless you had somebody that was very much like, like yourself, that was you guys were feeding off each other and that's not healthy either. So I, I think they, they do, it's not one size fits all as you pointed out, but I do think that there's, there's a lot of ways where trust is very much needed um, to either like, I don't even want to say fortify, I think in most cases, like if you trust somebody, you love somebody, you don't need that extra sort of like level of attachment and kind of already the first two things kind of take care of it for you. But um, I think it's important to kind of, you know, have those two things. What do you think, Tank? Well, did, 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 I, did the examples help at all? <laughs> well, I know I, I was just kind of curious to know, like, to like what you, you, you specifically like, you like attached to Birdo as far as like, like, this is what I trust with you, you know, like, like the positive uh, ends on that one. Like I attach, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of examples. Cause I actually, I actually like really like this. Like I'm like, I'm looking up other stuff right now. Um, like, do you, do you attach your anxiety to him because you trust him enough to deal with it? Um, well, I think that kind of like goes into like, I guess like confiding, um, as far as like, uh, what, what, what do I, cause I don't want to say that as like attachment necessarily per se, I guess it can be described as it, but whenever I think about it in my head or like process it, that's not what like runs through it. Mm-hmm. And even now, like looking into more of it, it still is not like how necessarily I view it, but I definitely trust him with. Uh, my anxiety, like, I, I I mean, I trust him with everything, like, sometimes too much, but, like, sometimes, like, there's not girls around me, and I got a bitch about, like, my, like, how my period's going, and, like, a lot yeah. of it's real gross, a lot of it's real gross, and I wouldn't necessarily tell somebody, like, how my bowel, but like, my bowel movement went. Oh, <laughs> I, do, I do that all the time, I'm like, man, that one was kind of. Nah, sulfur hoops <laughs> are the worst. That was, uh, uh... that was a real beefer. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll be for Sutherland. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> uh, that, that's the that's that's a Sean O'Sullivan joke. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so whenever I and when I was like reading more about it and I was thinking about attachment and and a lot of like people theorize with the adult attachment theory is that you can go in between the different styles like secure, anxious, avoidant. It, and as an adult, there's a lot more variance than necessarily as a child because you can have multiple romantic partners rather than like you only only get like a handful of caretakers. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I still don't even, like, necessarily think of, like, anything necessarily as an attachment. Like, I know logically it is, but, like, when I think about, like, when I say, like, attachment stuff, like, if I, like, 
he's a gas station attendant. There's a super, super nice lady at a gas station, loves some of the same movies I do and always has like great nails. If I see someone with nails similar to hers that are great, like on Instagram, like I'll save the picture. Like, hey, I saw this. You should do this. <laughs> like, I have an, like I have an attachment to her because she's super kind and someone I see more than anybody nowadays. Uh, <laughs> besides like obviously the person I live with. And yeah. so like, I mean, I know that there is an attachment, but I don't necessarily, when I think about relationships, think that like, oh, I'm attached to that person. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know, oh, it, just, I, it feels yeah, like I, a weird I, concept, even though like, I know, I know it's not. It's, yeah, no, go, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's just more of a level of appreciation more than attachment, right? Because you would probably still go to that gas station, right? Like even if that person left tomorrow, you would yeah. probably still go there and you'd probably still get your gas there and you may chat with the person that's that's there next. Like, I think that's kind of like, you know, how it works. And I, I like, I use like sometimes like uh, uh, coworkers, right? Like um, not present company, not included in the statement. Um, but <laughs> I feel like, like some, yeah, we're friends. So, but I do feel like you can like, you can work with people that you're like, you know, you kind of, I guess you can say you're like attached to you, you're like close at work. But if they were to leave tomorrow, you'd still go to work and you would probably still talk to everybody else there. And it wouldn't be like, yeah, I'd be sucking if you weren't there. But like you still go throughout your day. Like I, I feel like that kind of falls in line with the same like kind of like gas station attendant thing. I think there's there's like to me, attachment is like, uh, you know, I'm attached to you to some degree. And if you were gone, like, or you're not there anymore, a part of me may be gone to for, for, for a while um, yeah. because we're, we're connected in some type of way, right? We have those shared experiences. But, but, but even that too, on, on added on that, like even if like the, like, like using like the work example, um, you, it's like when you first started that job, you're like friends with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause you don't know. Yet. You don't know better. Cause you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To her. And, <laughs> and then like, and then like over time and over time you're like, Oh cool. Like, yeah, Shanae, like I'm going to like go kick it with Shanae, you know, and not so much talk to, I don't know, uh, you know, John, John Smith over here. Like I, I'm not going to talk to him as much cause you know, he's kind of weird and you know, I don't have a little read the Pocahontas. Like, fuck Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way he treated her. <laughs> or that Plus, raccoon. He was thirty and she was fifteen. So Yeah. I'm not yeah. down with that. But yeah, like like over time, like you have you have that circle that you just you just fuck with the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then and then like and then what happens is you have your circle and then like a new higher class comes, right? And then, like, you're like, oh, cool. Like, I we've adapted this established. We've established, like, so much of, of, like, our friendship. Hey, let's go check out the new higher class. Let's see who's cool, like, and see who we can adopt into our circle. And, and like, that's how it usually goes, right? Like, is that yeah. is that my understanding of, of, this, of this theory? Like, is that I, pretty much what it is? I don't know. Like, I, I think that, I think that uh, not, not necessarily this theory, but I think that you are correct that it ha that's how it goes for a lot of people. I, 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 I think a lot of people can relate to it. Like, I don't feel like I try to have a circle at work for sure. Like, I know personally, like I have like, I, like well, I'm a cigarette smoker. Like, I have like my smoking section group or whatever. Yeah. But, like I do know, but I do know the feeling. I try, I try to avoid it because 
Yeah, uh, right. Like, drama isn't good for nobody, but like. Exactly. It's not that you like, hey, like we're gonna start this click, and this is our, you know, it's not something but that's it like. Happens. It's not something that's talked about or agreed upon. It's just something that just like subconsciously happens, yeah. you know. And yeah, because like, if somebody does something that you don't like. Yeah. Like somebody like harasses somebody that you consider your tribe or your group, exactly. then your entire group unanimously is like, "Oh, they're out of our tribe. Like mm-hmm. we're done." Yeah. So it does do that naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I I think the the one thing that really is, especially if we're kind of talking about that level of attachment to, is like I think this whole pandemic thing, right, has like really can really highlight that because there are. Like people that you're like, oh, we were like, we're super tight at work. But then like doing this whole work from home pandemic stuff happens, yeah. you never hear from them, right? Like they're, they're gone, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, like how, like we're really that tight to begin with. Like we haven't even talked in weeks or months or whatever the case may be. But then there's people you're like, hey, I really miss that person. Like super psyched to be able to talk to them and like good to see their face even every like week or two. Um, so I think there's like there's that level of attachment. Like sometimes you think you're attached to something, and in actuality, like when it disappears, you're like, "Ah, oh, we wasn't actually attached to that at all." Like, um, and then there are things that like you're like, you don't realize how attached you are to things until yeah, people until they're not there anymore, and then you're like, "Shit, man, I'm this the hell out of most people." So, what's what's that phrase? Like you don't know if you're in the good old days until after. Yeah. Until you're in so, the good old days. Yeah, you don't like you don't know if you're living in them until it's like afterwards. Like, yeah, definitely hindsight twenty twenty is a bitch sometimes because there's definitely people that have left even the job that we're at. Um, that I that for a long time I still reached out to to be like, hey, like I miss you. Talk to me. Like I still mm-hmm. want to be your friend. And some we remained friends, and some uh, they stopped responding. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. There are, I just don't like necessarily think of it as attachment daily because I'm a gold retriever and I'm just like, hey, I like you. And it's okay if you don't like me back. I, that's fine. I still will like you forever. <laughs> Honestly, like, le- le- like Shanae's first words <laughs> to me were, hey, you have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like from afar, like I wasn't even next to her. <laughs> no. Like, I was like, yeah, I have a podcast. And that's like, it was, she was just so bubbly. She was so nice. Oh, real quick, real quick side note before I forget. So we had a fan listening to our show. And mind you, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like super close to this friend at oh, all. Oh gosh. Um, I've never met her in person. We've only talked a handful of times. We've only talked because of the podcast. And, uh, wow, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the actress's name, but she's, but Mind you, she's never seen Shanae. Oh, there we go. And then she goes, hey, Shanae sounds so much like Anna Kendrick. And I was like, oh, you don't even know. Like, So I, t- <laughs> I, t- I found a picture of Shanae as Freddy Krueger. And I was like, she looks like her, too. She's like, oh, my God. And she like blasted it like, like to all her friends. It was pretty cool. Anyway, that was just a oh, quick Shanae. I didn't know she sent it to her friends. But, yeah, no, I, uh, I get that a lot. Um not like i don't think we look like exact twins but even my mother uh who normally says any times anyone says i look like anybody including my sister my mom disagrees but uh even she was like oh i see the similarities like the face shape nose jawline they're all like kind of there i mean like i'm aware it's a good similarity it's a good similarity to have oh yeah. yeah i mean it's not like someone's like saying i mean not that you I look, look like, like you look like Al Pacino. Like, Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino. 
You look like Al Pacino in his last movie. <laughs> That's right. You look like Danny DeVito with a bat as Penguin and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but shout out, but shout out to Laura uh, for listening to the show. But um, but yeah, no, going back you, to it, like, smile. thank you, Laura. Yeah, it was, it was very. She's uh, she's pretty freaking cool. Laura, who do I sound like? Who tell me? Yeah. Dial a booth. Dial a Oh, all right. Oh. From the tax collector. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think more in Rider person. I think more in person that on recording, especially when we're like recording with like on Zoom, that you kind of sound like Sean from Hot Ones, like the host. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, wow. Well. I'll take yeah, that. I I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, like the like the candidates and stuff like that. I think for sure. Like, and some of your mannerisms too. Like, remind me of it. Like, I'm just like, ah, Derek would be a great interviewer. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I would. Hey, well, you know what? We're we're probably there, right? We just gotta get guests <laughs> on the show. Ten wings up, for, ten wings down. That's right. Preferably, preferably, <laughs> run the pe- <laughs> preferably people that judge penises for a living. Just saying. Throwing it out there. Uh, oh yeah, I'll hit her up. She, I mean, yeah. yeah, I know she's uh, she's been going through some stuff, and I hope she's okay. But yeah, yeah no, we'll, hey. we'll definitely reach out yeah. to them. Hope she's okay uh, too. And yeah, we'll catch we'll catch up when the time comes. Yeah, and I'm sorry to get sidetracked there, but I, I just really had to say that because I know like I hadn't I hadn't said it on the show, but it was really oh, and I, I nice. and for some reason I've been watching like Twilight like it, it just like, as background noise. I see. I've, I've been like seeing like a lot of like Anna Kendrick on there. I was like, oh, that's Shanae, because it really does look like Shanae. I'm so glad that James doesn't listen to this podcast because I feel like just Reaper no. Jack Opera Twilight is like canon. No, color. there's there's. <laughs> I mean, like it wasn't like because like I was like, oh, Twilight's on. It was because you know, like uh, you know, I was just it was just background noise. It was just the. I'm gonna, was on I'll hit him up at work tomorrow when I'm on the clock. No. Uh, yeah, and be like, anyway. hey, you should make sure you listen to number 99. <laughs> the 9-9. The 9-9. The 9-9. Uh, so I, since we're off topic anyways, and I kind of already like yeah. said what I was thinking, I feel like you both gave pretty great answers, especially you, Derek, because I want to think about attachment a little bit differently after this. But um, with all the Black Lives Matter stuff, I don't know if you saw, but Andy Samberg said that they are go- they're trying to work with the network about changing the direction for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or they may just oh. end the show completely. Because obviously, like he's like, I'm not trying to glorify a department that has such a history of, uh, you know, this brutalization for minorities and people of color and LGBTQIA plus. And he's like, I don't feel in good conscience, and neither does the rest of the crew. Like at this time, trying to create any more content with it, and we're gonna take a step back. A lot of fans and people I've seen tweeted him saying like, "Oh, you should like find out there's like dirty cops in the group, and then join the CIA or FBI." Something where like his character can still be like, "I'm a like I'm a movie character," yeah. but uh, like you know, change it but still keep the dynamic. I don't know how you feel about it. I like the show a lot. You know, I, I like the show a lot too. I do. I do respect that they're taking their audience into consideration. I feel. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very mixed for me because I feel like you're very anti me for saying this, but I feel like it's we can never go our whole lives and now making another cop movie or TV show ever again. Like oh, so I feel like I feel like there's like there's representation yeah. right that needs to be made. So I feel like I feel like there's a way that could that it could be done where it can 
like still have a really valuable like lesson. What would be better? Like uh, a better storyline would be is if they somebody in a neighboring precinct or something was involved in like a police brutality thing and they stood up for the victim or something like that, you know, or they investigated or they helped or, you know, some, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. But I think as a creator, not wanting to feel like you're pandering and trying to say a story or making light of yeah. cops who do brutalize because it is a TV show. So they can't like go through the whole trial, talk about the victim's experience and like how right. systemic racism is and talk about private prisons and all that. And I feel like as a creator, not not feeling like you are I feel adept in a moment to create content that you feel proud of and feels like is improving a scenario that you know is like not great. Mm -hmm. I feel like even though as a fan, I I'm totally fine with staying in a precinct and being a cop. The fact is like, A, I'm not a person of color and I have never dealt with a lot of precincts police brutality as a woman there's things i have to deal with but there are certain things with cops that i don't like yeah. i feel i feel scared of being sexually harassed and raped by a cop but i don't have to worry about them shooting me because i'm a black person so like you know yeah. uh it's there's different fears and different experiences that i just can't relate to but i do like and as a fan it sucks because i want it and i love the show and i think it's great and it makes me laugh and smile and i enjoy like all of the cast in it um but I do get as a creator, I don't want him to make stuff he's, he doesn't want to make. Yeah, no, I, t I totally agree. I think you need to do what you're comfortable with. I, I appreciate that they're taking a step back. I read that they, they had already, they'd scrapped their first five episodes um, already um, and we're, we're going to reevaluate. So I respect, you know, for Brandy Simmer, and it's a great show. I love him as an actor. Like, I respect that if they choose to like end it, totally makes sense, right? Um, in, in the present day and age. And it come back in a few years, like um, maybe with a better line or a better storyline or things like that. Like, um, but I think, yeah, I, I did love the characters on that show. I, especially uh, Captain Holt, who I thought like by far oh, was like such a great cheddar. character. And, yeah, uh, such a great character <laughs> and such a great representation of like, uh, you know, the black community and uh, the GLBTQ community and I don't know. I just, I really just adore the show. But um, at the same, as to your point, like you can't one, like feel like you're you're monopolizing or like making money on the suffering of others. Like, and if that's how you feel, and you're representing something with a really bad reputation, especially at this time, like don't do it. You know, I, I think you're going to get more, like more people supporting you and other stuff than you ever would, like putting out another season, right? So. Yeah, and I've been seeing. And I, I honestly, like, I've seen a lot of, uh, like, viewpoints. Personally, yet again, I don't think my viewpoint counts for much. But my own viewpoint is I don't like how they're, like, taking out all these, like, like uh, 30 Rock episodes and, like, other things like that that have done things that now are very poor taste, cutting out jokes and things like yeah. that. Because all it is is erasing something that existed. You can't acknowledge and move and address and then heal and move past something if you erase yeah. it. Yeah. Like, well, here's the thing too, is like, yeah, it exists. And the thing is people are going to take the negative out of it regardless, right? If you're racist, you're racist. A 30 Rock show is not going to make you a racist. You're going to already have been a racist when you're watching 30 Rock and you're going to take that for what it's worth. And honestly, the likelihood is you're probably not going to like 30 Rock because you're a racist or a homophobe anyways. So, um, but, but, but on that note hard. too, 
on that note too, it's like, it's like, yeah, like watching Thirty Rock isn't gonna make you a racist, but like watching a cop show, like a funny cop show, during a time where like, like a, you know, it's being it's it's being brought to light in the real world that you know there are bad cops out there, then there should be something done about it. That doesn't make you like a a a, a, a like a cop brutality sympathizer, you know? Like it's yeah. still like. Yeah. Still, I mean, I, but but I'll say this. I'll, I'll, the, the the note on that is, if you don't feel comfortable making that content because you you personally don't feel comfortable making that content, I totally support you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a hundred percent. But I I don't I don't think that the show is I don't think the show is like what's wrong with the world. It's the cops no. that is what's wrong with the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I I I think I think that we lose sight of like what celebrities really are. You know what I mean? Like. I think we have too much stock built into like celebrities and 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 their and their like quote unquote agendas of you know like I I, I we're doing this you know in you know to to stand up for Black Lives Matter it's like it's great but like like is that really helping like for you know call out the cops that are like you know like beating up these people or like like right. brutalizing people like so I'm indifferent about it like I really am because um, it, it's just like. Especially like with those, with those, uh, like those, all those group of celebrities like singing Imagine, and like the other ones like doing like, like the like the white celebrities like doing that black and white video bullshit, and I was like, that's not that's like, that's just crying out for attention more than like actually doing something right. for the cause, you know? Like, I mean, I, don't... I think that there it, uh, it does do certain things such as uh, you know if say if you are um, like 11 years old or even older, fuck it, if you are a person who quite a few people that you respect up until this point and like maybe you have lived a very cushy life where you don't understand police brutality, it's not a part of your reality, it's not something that you can, like you see the videos but it doesn't make a connect. Hearing people that you do care about can change people's opinions. But those people are not going to be the ones that probably go out to protest, to be completely honest, but they might be. And that small help is there. But I think that the problem with this is the attention that the attention that like newspapers and media in general give it. I think it's totally fine if um I don't know, LM wants to post stuff talking about like, hey, I realize that in Hamilton, uh, we don't talk about I mean slavery is addressed. But we don't go super hard in it in like the things and like that a lot of these things were slave owners and there's like two people we didn't mention and you're right but, like this is what i made and this is why and i think that's fine him going out and saying that because maybe somebody didn't think about it and it gets him to look at other stuff but like i was watching uh dave Chappelle and like on youtube like do the thing and he was saying like he's like why like people ask me my opinion he's like i don't why should i give my opinion like i yeah. have said things for my entire career against police brutality and all this other stuff. He's like, I don't need to speak. Like, the streets are speaking for themselves. Like, they're going yeah. out and protesting. People are talking. I'll say my voice when people aren't listening. But, like, people are talking. Like, why do I need to talk? He's like, it's not, like, I'm not going to be the one fixing this. Like, people going out and protesting and doing stuff. And, but, like, also hearing a celebrity say those words, and they might be heard by somebody who needs to hear them, and like or ch help form an opinion like i don't know it's a weird thing with celebrity worship like i feel like there's pros and cons i do what you're saying it isn't helpful but it could be 
and that possibility I think is enough to negate any negativity done by that individual. Right. Definitely. But what I'm saying is like, I don't think you should like pull like, like you shouldn't stop creating because you're uh, afraid of backlash. Like I, I don't because it's because if it wasn't a problem like now, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't know. I, but again, also having it be brought up to you and being like, you know what? Like you're right. I see these criticisms, and now I'm not comfortable. Like I've been educated. Like absolutely. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I'm not giving you an example of this. And and again, my opinion probably matters the least amount in being like a white male. That's <laughs> Um, so white take, cis bastard. Yeah, like, I know. I'm, yeah, uh, I don't know where to cuck. I, yep, I'm a cuck. I'm a cuck. Boy cuck. Um, but I look at it. I look at a show like Archie Bunker, like All in the Family, right? Yeah, that by far, like in this day and age, would not be considered like right. correct at all. But like what people don't understand is for the time that that show was actually cutting edge because it, it contained you know, black actors, it contained gay actors, it contained uh, the first like transgender or crop stretching um, like actor on that show that was storyline. I mean, they covered a lot of ground on that show. And while I'm not saying like Archie Bunker was politically correct at all for the right. time, yeah. it, it was relevant. It was like, hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna address these topics, we're gonna break some boundaries here. And so, like, you have those innovations where you're like, hey, let's take it another step further. And, you know, for example, like, you know, as much as I despise Roseanne as an actress, like, the show itself, Roseanne, I mean, the classic, like, Ellen. It's, it's like, iconic. Sandra Bernhard kiss, right? That was, like, that was, like, major on television, right? Um, and that springboarded other things. So, like, I think when you stop, if you stop creating stuff to avoid hot button topics you're you're really just placating all the people that don't want to see that stuff on television so if like there are people out there that don't want to see stuff about police brutality or don't want to see black people on tv or don't want to see certain you know races um, or sexual orientation on there and you just stop making content because it's a hot button topic um, or a relevant topic, right? I don't even say hot button because I, I feel like police brutality racism has been around for a very, very long time. Yeah. And so it is the one of the yeah. highlighted topics, though. Yeah. Currently, it, it is. It's it's front page, right? Um, it would be like if somebody said, "Hey, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make a TV show right now about a hospital because everybody's in the middle of a pandemic." Yeah. Like nobody would ever say that. They would say, "Yeah, like that's totally. I don't know. Pandemic came out." There was like five directors who were like, oh, I'm doing a Plague B movie and I'm going to make this movie and I'm going to create this TV show. We're going to dress it on this TV show. But we talk about, I think, something like police brutality or Black Lives Matter. And, you know, yes, you have to be comfortable with it. But at the same lines, too, like, don't stop spreading that message like that that's not okay yeah. and portraying it that way. Because if you, if you do, the people that are doing it are, I mean, they may not get the message anyways, but it's just going to become like swept under the rug and that's what I feel like sometimes happens when we don't want to touch on subjects that are painful or difficult to deal with. I don't know. Absolutely. I just like, I think that because of the nature of this particular uh, example, like the fact that it is a comedy and lighthearted, like, yes, there's yeah. been episodes like when Terry was racially profiled before, of course, Rosa coming out and like being bi and stuff on the show. Like there have been like really nice topics that I think have been acted well and written well, but in general it is a lighthearted comedy community yeah. thing. 
I feel like it's like probably like similar same vein of like uh I've heard the rest part the part of it to egg to egg uh to Wong Fu uh with like Patrick Swayze on Thanks for everything Julie Newmar. Yeah. Wesley Science. Yes. Yeah, uh John Leguizamo. Uh Wesley Science. Uh yeah. yes. Uh John Leguizamo also has a really good stand up called uh uh Moron's History of Latin, I think. Yeah. Uh uh but yeah, it's so like that, like a lot of even then, and it's like indefinitely now, there are a lot of people in the uh, LGBTQI plus community that really don't like that movie, and they like it's campy, and it just shows that like, oh, you can be yourself, and no one's gonna murder you, and it's lighthearted, and it does like disregard some of the reality of the situation, uh, and like how people are treated, and like how quickly they probably would have been shot and killed. Uh, and, it's true, but, but like, I mean, can you say the same thing about like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I mean, especially if you compl- compare it to like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and some of the other Priscilla's adventures, like, there are just some things that, in the way that it's done, I do feel like I get what people feel disrespected. I don't agree, but like, that's fine. We don't, the wonderful thing is we don't have to. But as we all said, like, creators, and creators' intent and creators' like satisfaction in their creation, I think trumps anything that i necessarily want to see yeah absolutely. there's a lot of things i want to see but no one wants to make it like like if you, i mean like there's there's gonna be plenty of times where i'm offended by something or i feel disrespected but i have the option to not support that um and and not watch it you know what i mean and like and that's okay i'm gonna be offended and and i'm gonna feel disrespected for the rest of my life but i'm not gonna let it dictate like the rest of my life you know what i mean as far as like on how i feel and how i act towards people you know that that yeah. was just like unless it's like blatant racism or blatant like you know like it was blatant like so brutality or violence or something like that like if as long as it's not hurting me or hurting anyone else like i'm fine right. with it like people have different creative juices exactly i don't know I will say this, like, I'm lactose intolerant, and I watch the Ninja Turtles eat a lot of pizza, and I love pizza, and quite often it hurts me, and I hurt yeah. myself with it, so yeah, I so think that maybe there is something to the theory of, like, maybe not blasting it. <laughs> very true. That's, that's, a pizza. That's, a, that's a great way to end the topic. Don't, if you're, <laughs> don't forget about us lactose intolerant people, okay? Because yeah. that's why ice cream and pizza hurts us so bad, and it hurts yeah. the ones we live with. <laughs> it does it does hurt the people we live with oh my god hey but another positive note too is, is, is speaking of andy sandberg please watch palm springs O-M-B. if you like wrist cutters this is a brilliant brilliant movie that's all i will say on that it's yes. better like to not explain what that movie is about and nope. just watch it just watch it just watch it uh, and I know this is a relationship show, and I know we really, but you know, the the topic that we talked about did have to do with relationships in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yay, you know, if you liked our conversation and you want to continue, uh, you know, listening to what we have to say, uh, give, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Uh, make sure and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Uh, leave us a five star review. Let's see. Absolutely. Like, my throat is hurting from talking. I haven't talked this much in, like, a week. Just jumping right in, buddy. Jumping yeah, right in the conversation. Jumping right in. I, I'm going to go chuck some water right now. Uh, but, yeah, no. Um, any, anything else? Oh, well, um, yeah. Make sure you follow and subscribe to us because we're going to have a really cool episode 100. 
uh, where everyone. Yeah. It's one of those crossover episodes. Yeah, we're just gonna cross over episodes. We're the CW. Well, the I guess C- Tank's yeah, the CW. Exactly. We are. Tank no, and we, CW. We're, we're all the CW. <gasps> are like, we the Flash? Shanae, you are Tank Rodriguez. Derek and Love, you are Tank Rodriguez. Like everyone is Tank Rodriguez, not just me. It's an idea, not a person. You know. So we're gonna be talking about they live. And uh, we're going to be – because it has to do with wrestling. It has to do with movies. It has it, action. It's got action. Horror, it's got some scariness. And there's I don't know what it is. There. They I'll, live. I'll find out after the show. Yeah, you'll have to yeah, watch it. Yeah, I don't it. know what it is. Um, and movie. it talks about, we're talk about bromances. Or or I don't know, like, what the female version of that is. My daughter would say it would be homances, but, I mean, that's – The homances. Yeah. I mean, homances, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean – a lesbian relationship, like, <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't know. What to think of a term for it, though? Uh, I'll have to see if there's a. <laughs> sister sisters, obviously. Um, How does that work? <laughs> uh, no, I um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you all enjoyed the topic, and um, yeah, I just, the only thing I wanted to add is uh, love you guys. Yeah, love you too. Love you guys too. And and the next topic I think should be uh, I mentioned this tank would be uh. The uh, sex toys in the digital age. Ooh, down. So, let's do this. That'll, that'll be right, nice. that'll be one hundred and one. I have to right, limit. Well, like I'm gonna have to write a list. Now I can pick oh, for it. Okay. <laughs> Holy. You're like, all right, guys. This is what I have here. Oh, no, not only uh, the toys that I have, but thoughts about them. Sorry, oh, not yes, like I, yes. not that I have a library or like I have like a hidden bookshelf of toys, but yeah, like sure. thoughts we're about, about them. Sorry. We're talking about a. Uh, we're talking about, uh, about video game based toys. And robot yep. dolls and real life. Yeah, we're gonna get really into it. So Lars and the and the real girl. That's what we're gonna talk yeah. about. Really now, I'll, I'll say this before we end. Um, I was uh, well, I won't say when this occurred, but uh, I went to a sex shop and I saw a toy that was like the the, the pocket pussy and like the dildo, like attached together so like the guy and the girl could enjoy it at the same time and i was just like why sure are they just having sex? like why aren't That's, you all not having, yeah. like endometriosis i don't know man this is like you're spending money when y'all could just have sex with each other anyway i digress dr Derek in love the czar snugs shanae howard uh i'm tank rodriguez thank you so much for listening we'll see you on the next one guys bye bye, bye.